Welcome to the HMO Success Podcast. My name's Wendy, and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. I get asked quite a lot, should I make the jump from buy to let to HMO? So in this video, I wanted to talk to you about some of the pros and cons, not just of investing in HMOs per se, but of the difference between buy to let and HMO. And if you're thinking of making that move from buy to let to HMO, what is it you need to consider? What is it you need to be prepared for? Well, the first thing to say is that buy to let is a more advanced strategy than, uh, sorry, HMOs, I should say, are a more advanced strategy than buy to let. Um, When you first start investing, it doesn't feel like uh, buy to let is simple, but by the time you get to HMOs, you'll realise that actually buy to let is a pretty simple strategy. It's fairly simple and fairly straightforward. Now, I have done a previous uh, video when I talked about the pros and cons of HMOs. I'm not really going to go into all of that today, but I just wanted to share with you some of the things I've learned. So it's about six years ago when I made that decision that the the single buy-to-let portfolio I had was not giving me enough cash flow every month. And so therefore, I had to go up a gear. And of course, that's when I entered the fantastic world of HMOs. But I think whether you're doing rent to rent or HMOs or corporate lets or uh, you may be working with a charity, there are still some things that are really quite different from HMOs to buy to lets. And I wanted to share those today to help you make that decision whether this is right for you. So first thing is, it's a more advanced strategy. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that there are more rules and regulations. There's more uh, legal framework around HMOs, for example, licensing. Uh, You'll probably have much more to do with your local council in terms of building regs, uh, in terms of dealing with more advanced uh, building strategies like acoustics, acoustic insulation, which generally, if you're doing a light refurb on a buy-to-let, you probably will never have to put in acoustic insulation or fireproofing. But quite often, if you're doing an HMO, certainly a bigger development, you probably will have to do that. You might have to use a quantity surveyor if you're doing a large HMO conversion to make sure you've got your figures and the appropriate quantities right. So it is definitely more advanced and you need to decide, are you ready for that? When it comes to finance, often mortgage companies like the fact that you've got a bit of buy-to-let experience before you go into HMOs. It can reduce your risk as an investor with those mortgage companies, with those finance companies, although that's not always the case. So I do reiterate that it's a case by case basis when you're looking at finance. But yeah, number one is it's a more advanced strategy and that has a lot of other implications. Number two, finding the right property to invest in can take longer Now, this is because HMOs have, uh, if they're five bedrooms or more, they they will need to be licensed and, and you'll need to get a license for that property. Therefore, each of the bedrooms needs to meet a minimum room size, which is 6.52 meters squared if it's for one person and 10 meters squared if it is for two or more people. 
usually just two. In fact, I would recommend that mostly you keep your rooms for one person. Uh, couples are a, a, a unique um, combination, should we say, of tenants that can be uh, good and bad. But let's assume you're renting to individual people and you're looking at creating a, a licensable HMO. Well, in that case, you've got to think about the room layout and the whole flow of the property. Now, in a single buy to let, that just really isn't the, the case. Unless you're in an additional licensing area, in which case you will need to have your property licensed for health and safety and housing standards, the layout is really up to you. You can buy more or less any property in the UK and it will work as a single buy to let. But that's not the case for an HMO. You have to be a bit more choosy. And in fact, on our two day HMO intensive training course, we go through a whole section on how to find the right property in the right area because it's really quite detailed and you've got to know a lot of stuff before you can make that decision. Filling it, filling your rooms with tenants will actually be quicker than filling a single buy to let. Now, you might be surprised to hear me say that, but most tenants in HMOs in HMO land are looking to rent within a week. They want to move in quickly. They do not want to hang around. And uh, the statistics on spare room demonstrate that most tenants, the average tenant is looking to move within seven days. That's not the case for buy-to-lets. In the buy-to-let market, many tenants have got a lead time of three or four or five weeks. They've given their, their notice to their landlord and then they're starting to look for the new property. Well, that can be a matter of a, a month or more before they're ready to move in. So the, the time that it takes to fill your property is often much quicker when it comes to HMO, which is brilliant, but it's something to be aware of. You're also going to be dealing with multiple tenants, of course. So in a, multi, in a, in a single buy-to-let, it's a household, it's one household, but in a, in a multi-let, in a HMO, you've got multiple different households, multiple different individuals. So that itself brings its own considerations and its own um, approaches. On the finance side, um, financing from uh, buy-to-let and HMO perspectives is very, very different. First of all, there's no six month rule on an HMO mortgage. They're usually commercial mortgages. Uh, we would recommend that you would attempt to get a commercial mortgage. And while you might not get a full valuation, a full commercial valuation, uh, you will be given a commercial product. Now, what does that mean? Well, first of all, commercial products are much, much more flexible. They're much easier to obtain because they're quicker. Whereas a buy to let mortgage, you cannot refinance unless you have passed the six month mark. So refinancing within six months is almost impossible. Whereas if you've done a very quick refurb on an HMO, maybe it's already been an HMO and you're just improving it, then you'll find that actually you can get refinanced within six months because there's no six month rule on commercial finance. Refurbs, what we call filling it in our five step system. Refurbs can take longer and will be more costly. It's not just because you may have to do more extensive works like acoustics or fire, but it might be that you have to completely rip out all the bathrooms. You might be adding in on suites. You might be uh, putting in a brand new kitchen because this now becomes a communal property. You've got five, six, seven or however many people living there. So you need to make sure it's robust and sound. 
And because the tenants are not responsible for the maintenance or the repairs, you'll find that building a solid and robust property is going to be really important from the get go. In a single buy to let, you can put in a relatively inexpensive kitchen, you can do a light refurb and a family who moves in there will be responsible for the interior maintenance of the property, apart from the fixtures and fittings, but most of the interior will be under their care. And in our experience, most of the tenants who move into a single buy to let make it their home. They're usually planning on living there for at least a year, if not a lot longer. In fact, many of our tenants have been with us for years and years and years, <laughs> never want to move out. So for them, this is a home, a long term home. Whereas with HMO tenants, it tends to be shorter. They tend to want to live there for the minimum period of their tenancy or maybe anything up to two years but it's certainly a shorter tenure. So you'll have more turnover in your HMO than you will in a buy to let. And because you're trying to make it more robust, the cost of the refurb will be higher. You will have multiple tenants to deal with in an HMO as opposed to in a single buy to let. That goes without saying. And that has its pros and cons. Uh, you'll find that there might be one tenant in that house who's willing to act as the lead tenant. Um, and we, we really love that system because it's brilliant for making sure that you've got one person to communicate within the house and they kind of keep an eye on everything in the property. In a single buy to let property, of course, you generally would deal with the, the, the person who's organised the, the, the AST with yourself or with the agent. So it's just one person that you're dealing with in that home. With an HMO, you have the right to enter the communal area at any time you choose. You don't have to give notice to go into the hallway, the, the communal bathrooms, the, the, the kitchen, the lounge, the living room. You can go in at any time you want to because that's communal, communal space. In a single buy to let, that is not the case. You can't just go into the property whenever you want to. You've got to give 24 hours notice. And sometimes even that can be a problem, getting into a single buy to let if the tenants have boarded up the door or they've changed the locks, which they shouldn't do, but it does sometimes happen. So HMOs have more ability for you to have control of them than a single buy to let. But on the other hand, you just have the, the, the multiplication effect. Number five, systems. I think that it's really important when you first start off investing in HMOs, you realise that whether you are managing the property yourself, for example, if you're doing a rent to rent or if you are using an agent, you still need to have good systems, good online methods for collating paperwork, uh, keeping the tenancies in good order, making sure that you've got your certificates in one place, because all of these things are part of the, the fact that it's a more advanced strategy. Uh, all the paperwork, the licensing, the certificates, you must have one place where you keep them, whether that's a Google Drive file folder, whether it's a, a Dropbox folder, however you choose to organise your paperwork your your systems um, it's just really important that you think about that from the get-go because unlike a single buy to let where it's a you can be a bit more haphazard and it's not necessarily going to affect your your rental or your profit with HMOs that kind of approach is going to really land you in deep trouble potentially so you don't want to go there make sure that your systems and your processes are working well 
So here are a few final practical tips. If you're thinking of moving from buy to let to HMO, you're ready to take the plunge, you're ready to make this a reality and to manifest all that extra cash flow in your life. And of course, that's the reason why most of us do it. Um, speak to your mortgage broker, find a good commercial mortgage broker who's got access to the whole of market and can give you a really good one-to-one -one appraisal on your own, um, if you like, market um, mortgageability. What, uh, what products would you or might you have access to? Take your mortgage broker's advice. They can be extremely helpful part of your power team so that you can understand exactly what it is that you need to prepare or be in a position to do so you can execute this strategy. Get your paperwork and your information ready. So SA302s, if you do personal tax assessments or uh, end of year tax returns from your company, uh, any paperwork that you might need, your, your ID, copies of passports, copies of driving licenses, etc. Keep them together, create a folder which is all about buying property. If you're, if you're going to be buying your HMO, you need to have that there. And even if you're doing something like rent to rent, it's still really useful to have all that information in one place. So you don't have to keep sort of scatting around and spending hours trying to look for it and find it. Number three, decide who is going to look after this property. Are you going to be running it? Are you going to be managing it? Or are you going to have an agent? That will probably determine where in the country you're going to invest to a large degree. If you can't find a good agent, then you're going to have to think about managing it yourself. And if you're going to manage it yourself, then you've got to think about all those other considerations. Now, of course, it's not impossible. Many HMO landlords manage their HMOs themselves and are really, really good at it. I've got a couple of personal clients who are fantastic at managing their own HMOs. So you can do it. You can do it. But it's whether you want to do it or not. And of course, there are other tips uh, that I will give you about scaling on, a, on another video. But this really brings me on to the next point, my final point, which is to help you to realistically evaluate if you have the time and the commitment to making this happen. You see, I think when you go into HMOs, it really does take your investing to the next level. It was through investing in HMOs that I learned so much. I learned about building regs. I learned about licensing. I learned about planning. I learned how to raise money from investors. Uh, in fact, to this, this point, I've raised nearly, oh, nearly £6 million from uh, third-party investors. Now, I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't invested in HMOs. It's been HMOs that has allowed me to have the confidence, the skill and the system to be able to do it. So if you're ready to go to that next level, if you want to take that next step into HMOs, have a think about it, ponder it, decide, do the pros and cons yourself. There is a really important consideration that there is a commitment here. But on the other hand, the upside to this, the wonderful, amazing upside is it can completely change your life. Are you ready? Are you ready to make the move from buy to let to HMO? I'd love to know what you decide and let me know if I can help you further. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. 
We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.